Welcome to this very special podcast to celebrate 25 years since Arsley Town FC won the FA Vars. I'm Duncan Field, website, media and matchday programme editor for the club and this is The Road to Wembley Glory. I'm currently walking up a road in Arsley and surrounded by some nice houses. Facing me behind these houses is an old tall office block, now converted into flats. But these houses were not always here. This was once the site of the greatest achievement and celebration in the history of Arsley Town Football Club. 25 years ago, on Saturday the 13th of May, 1995, Arsley Town competed in the final of the FA Vars at the old Wembley Stadium against Oxford City. What happened that day will forever be remembered. And a chance for Palmer, who goes past Shepherd with his right foot and scores in the back of the net. Paul Palmer scores for Arsie. Comes down, Gailog scores. Well, a goal out of nothing. Shandor And there is the whistle, that's it. Arsie Town have won the FA Vars for the very first time in their history. Over the course of the last two weeks, the club have been celebrating the 25th anniversary with online images, video footage of the final and also producing an 80-page anniversary review of that Vars winning season. During that time, I managed to get in touch with Robbie O'Keefe, the joint player manager from 1995, and I asked if we could chat about his time at the club. Unfortunately, we couldn't meet up in person, but we did manage to do a video interview. And so, 25 years after, and on the exact day that Arlesy Town won the FA Vars, we talked about that Vars winning season. So, uh, before we go back to the beginning and how you got involved with Vars, your town, and everything else, what were your initial feelings about today, 25 years ago? Does it seem that long ago? No, no, absolutely no? not. No, we've um, been exchanging messages with Wardy. You know, 25 years, where's the time gone? It's, um, it's crazy that it's gone that quick. And uh, I think it helps that you're always in contact with the lads and the boys. So, you, you know, that that time, there's not such a massive gap between seeing people, but to, uh, yeah. to think it's 25 years is mad. I know. So you must. So if you've like stayed in contact, you must have that bond. Obviously, winning the, the Vars, obviously in itself, is is an achievement beyond anything in a non-league game. But having that that you're in contact with them now, it's, it's that bond, isn't it? it you're all talking with each other, especially now with social media and everything else and, and mobile phones. Yeah. So much easier. Keep in contact. Yeah. It's um. It's like I said to you earlier, it's that, it's that little look you give each other when you see each other, or that little half, half smile or that little nod that you, know, that you just got between you, that everyone, everyone knows. And uh, at some point in the conversation that you'll have with somebody, the day will come back or you know, a part of the season will come back into the conversation, which right. is really lovely. You know? And it's uh, like you just said there, it's, it's just that bond that you've got between everybody that makes it so special. Yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, so let's so let's let's rewind all the way back to the very beginning then, and and how you got involved with Arlsey or the job. Yeah, involved. well, I I'd actually played for Arlsey a long time before that. I think when I was I can't remember how old I was, seventeen, eighteen. Um, I played under Brian Williams and Dave Mosley, and we'd won the um, United Counties then. Um, and that was a really good side, Frank Reynolds and Ian Donnelly and Snowy Wright and I can't remember who else. Uh, well, I've got a couple of names on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, John Kettleborough. It was a it was a really good side, and I was just a little in them days. But um, 
so I was playing at the time and uh, I was obviously the Lewin connection was Neil Kane and Peter Milton. Uh, Pete came to me and uh, said that uh, his dad, who was the chairman, John, um, wanted to speak to me about the about the job. Um, I kind of thought about getting into coaching, uh, into uh, coaching and managing at that point, um, and it kind of fast forwarded me into that into that role. I met up with John at his house in Luton. Had a couple of hours of him there, and it was John's message from day one was just in It was just absolutely incessant. It was relentless. It was all about. I just want to win the Vars. I got close last year. I want to win it this year. Um, get the players in and, uh, and and let's go and win the Vars. And uh, we didn't talk about the league or anything like that. It was the whole conversation was around the Vars journey from the year before. And you know, he just said to me, "I want I want you to just get a team to go and, to go and win it." So um, came out from there, and I remember walking out there and thinking, "He really, he really thinks we're going to win this." And uh, it was quite infectious and quite exciting, you know, how we presented it. And then spoke again with Caney and Milts and um, took the job on. And then, and then spent spent the next time, next couple of months, just ringing round players that I played with and against over the years, um, with the you know, with the aim of getting them into the club. And uh, just again, as I said to you before, just really lucky that at that time there was a lot of lads who I played with and against who were the same age. Um, who had done the route and done the non-league circuit with the Steamages and the Bulldogs and the Itchins, um, Bishop Storfus, etc. And it was just right, right, right place, right time. You know, it was one of them. Uh, we were all really good friends. I could get them all in, all in together. Um, and luckily, there was no social media or mobile phones around then, so I was lying to everybody and telling Colin Old that Bambas had signed and told Bambas that. Paul Palmer had signed and just worked one off against the other and I uh, got John Hawkins involved, who was good friends with Ali and um, yeah, it just snowballed into that and before we knew it, everyone had agreed to sign and we were all together. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, so, so the season starts, so you obviously go through pre-season, build all that business um, and then it progresses in the early weeks. Did you look at your squad and think, we've got something here? I know you talk about obviously you knew how they play and everything else, but getting that squad together and thinking you can achieve what you've been asked to do. Did you have that in your stages or did it? Yeah, was gen, it genuinely, yeah, I did. Genuinely, yeah, I did. I think it was one of those, like I said, it was just one of those instances where you knew that it was right place, right time. We had a really good balance of players there. We weren't particularly young. Um, you know, we had, we, had, we had everything in there. We had, you know, unfortunately, Hawks, John Hawkins broke his leg right early pre-season. So we got Steve Young in, which was a really good signing. Uh, obviously, um, but we were really strong down the middle of the pitch with Ali and Gonzo. Um, we had pace out wide with with the likes of Tony Ward and, and and Shandor was great on the ball, and we had Palmer up front and Caney and Marshy, and you know the, the list goes on. It was every player, and it just felt right. Every player we, we were balanced. We had lots of left footers in the team. We had lots of experience. We had lots of pace. We had lots of power. We had lots of strength, and at that level of football. Um, which some of these lads were coming down to, it was too, it was too much for the teams that we were playing against. Yeah, that, that's the thing. It's, it's the experience that the, the players you had coming down to, or not coming down, but stepping down a level. Yeah, that, you know that makes such a difference at, at non-league levels, and that when you've got that experience and that, especially in like the mix you said you've got. Yeah, and it, it certainly helped as the as the season went on, and um, you know, in terms of the pressure of the games, and you know, you, 
it's relative to the pressure, but yeah. you know, we, we all were, were absolutely focused on getting a Wembley. Right. And the closer we got there, the you know, the more pressure built internally on it because we all knew we wanted to get there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, you know, that 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 experience, if you like, that that helped us through. Yeah. Funny. Um so first came at Holliston uh, in the bars. Any memories of that at all? Uh, no, it's, it's not really. No, the first the first one was it was a I, I, all I can remember about the first game was it was a really it was a really subdued week leading up to it. We were trying to downplay it quite a bit, but there was that little undercurrent. Everyone going right. This is the first one. This is where we want to go. Never really in any problems. I didn't think. Um, Palms got a couple, I, I believe. The pitch was really bumpy. Um, but yeah, it was, it was quite a nondescript game, really. It was the one that sort of kicked us off and uh, and got us going. Yeah, yeah. So then, so then, in in the next round, it was Boston, who knocked us yeah. out the previous year. Yeah. Um, any, any, any. Um... That, that, to be fair, that was that was a really tough game. I can remember that one. That was that was a really tough game. We uh, we had to work incredibly hard. I remember on the pitch thinking, Jesus, we we got to try and get the ball for a little while, and we just couldn't get hold of it. They were, I think, they had lost in the semis, or they might even, have, I think, had lost in the semis or lost in the final that year. So they were they were really they were really up for it, and I think they'd beaten Aussie in the quarterfinals the year before as well. So it was a really hard game. And uh, but but we just managed the game really well, and again we were really strong and, and really resolute in defence. Mm. Um, and Cards popped up with a goal, and then Terry Nichols popped up with one as well. And um, that when we won that one, it was like we could do this now. I really, even though it was quite early in the round, we in the rounds we knocked out one of the big guns, and it was like oh, we got a chance going into this one. And I remember going into the clubhouse after the game and. The, the support we had, you always should take quite a lot of supporters to those games and they were clapping every player in and I remember John Devereaux talking to me and saying that this is this is our year this is the year we're going to do it yeah fantastic um, that was actually my next question it was that, that the people around the club in and around the club knew did they know you was going to do well in, in, in that competition that, at that, at that sort of point with Boston you know beating Boston who'd beaten us before well did, did, what what I would say is, John Milton used to say after every FA Vars game, another one to go, another one to go, and he was he's only ever looking at the final, John. Right. And, uh, he was he was relentless. He he wanted us to get there. John Albone was the uh, so John Milton was a really excited one. Who used yeah. to say we're going to get there. John Albone <laughs> used to calm everybody down and say we'll see. Morris Morris Crouch. Bless him, he, he used to just encourage, encourage, encourage. I mean, the whole of the, the committee at the club were, were brilliant. You know, they, they just backed everything that we did. And there was, there was never, I can't, I can't remember an argument, a disagreement. It was always, everyone's going that way and we'll all do it together. Excellent. Um, so, next round, Barnstable. Yes. Away. Yeah. So you, you, you travelled down, do you travel down the night before? Or did it... No, we travelled the night before. It was quite a long journey down there. Um, the club were great. They put out a, um, they put out, put themselves out a little bit. They put us up in a hotel. A lot of the players went down with their girlfriends and family members as well, which was nice. Um, we stayed the night there. 
Um, we got up in the morning, we went for a little walk around Barnstable. Then we drove to the training ground, which was literally next door to the stadium. Um, and we done a session there and it was, it was a horrible pitch. I can remember thinking, God, this is, we're not going to get a lot done on here. But we, we managed to get a little bit done on there just to get the journey out of our legs from the night before. And then we went back for Santa Louis. And I remember thinking at the time that, you know, this, we're, again, we're set, we're ready to go. And then we came out for the warm-up and Palms come up to me and he, he's like, I can feel my hamstring. So I was like, oh, that's killed that, that preparation then. So I remember calling out for sending, I think it was Eric, Eric Turner, sending Eric for um, Kaney, who was a really good friend of mine who I'd left out the squad altogether on that one. And uh, he was absolutely fuming. And uh, he was in the bar drinking, so I couldn't, he, couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't play. Um, so uh, Terry Nix, I called Terry Nix up, who would come down as well. Um, and he started Terry. And be fair, Terry ran and ragged that game. And uh, Gary Marshall and Kev Sheridan. Kev Sheridan got a great goal. Uh, made it, made it to 2-0. Uh, I think it was, I remember it was a diving header, I'm sure it was. And uh, it was just a really great goal. And uh, that was a really good win because they were top of the league. They hadn't, they hadn't lost in ages. And again, it was a really big crowd. And a quite, quite aggressive crowd, that one. Um, but again, we, we got through that relatively unscathed. Yeah, and so come Mondays, then you must be all looking to that, forward to that draw because obviously early stage Holston, you know, you sort of you take notes of it, but you're not listening to the rage or you're not finding out who you got in the next round. So was it a case of Mondays? Who have we got next round? Yeah, always. Yeah, yeah, yeah always. Um, we were always uh, listening to the radio and listening to the. Um, I think it used to come out somewhere. I can't remember the draw got released. I think it was on the FA website. It used okay. to get released on that or something like that. But um, we used to find out who we'd got. And uh, yeah, it was Mondays was always a good day just to, after the FA Vars game to listen to who we'd got. It wasn't great that day because I think we got Dissy in the next round who were, who were the oldest. Right. Um, this town. Um, uh, yeah, it was this town that we played in, in that game. Mm. Next game. And uh, our, our, we sent Brian Williams, who was, I used to play for Brian. Um, I used to send him to all the games. And uh, he went down to this, and he was he was excellent, Brian. He used to come out really organised and prepared with what they were like. And uh, he said to me that you know they're a really good side, and we're gonna they're gonna have to be below par, and we're gonna have to be on every, all guns blazing here to get a result. Um, and the the week leading up to that, it it hammered down. We couldn't even train on the Thursday night; it was that bad. And uh, John Milton and uh, John Auburn come to me and said, you know, we, can, we can get sand on the pitch to make it playable if you want it playable. And Taffy said to me, play it. It would be a bit of a leveller for us. And uh, we played it. And I think Palmer scored. Paul Palmer scored in that one. It's a header. Um, we won one nil. It was definitely the right thing to do to play it because it, the, the pitch kind of levelled it out a little bit. Mm. Um, I just remember in that game, Colin Owen and Gonzo at the back were just ridiculous. They were just so good. Um, they kept their their strikers really quiet, um, and that that was. I, mean, I don't know what round that was. I might, that might take us into the quarterfinals. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was a yeah. different and uh, that was the one where we thought this is ours. We, you know, we're definitely going to get there. Yeah. So in between all this happening, you're obviously still playing league games, uh, and obviously top of the league. Yeah. So you know, you're, you're sort of beating teams. Um, in the league, and then obviously you're gonna to have to. Obviously, those those league games will be cancelled or postponed because of the the Vars run. Yeah. Was it 
easy to get the players to switch on in the league as well as the Vars. And obviously, you know, you're doing well, which makes it easier. Yeah. But, you know, you've, you've only got, you only had a certain squad of, of players. So did injuries come into it? Did, did you have to sort of bring extra players in to cope with those demands? We did, but not, not, not as many as what you would have thought, to be fair. Right towards the end, we did. Between the semi and the final, we had to bring a few in because we had lots of games uh, yeah. backed up then. Um, but up until that point, it wasn't that bad. We were, we were, okay. we were all injury-free. There was a couple of niggles and um, you know, there was a couple of lads who were out for a little while. But um, in the main, it was quite a settled squad. And it's, it's pretty easy to keep everyone playing and everyone fit when you're getting closer and closer to Wembley because no one wants to lose a shirt. Yeah, so sure. Um, I'm sure there was a few lads playing with injuries. He didn't tell me, but... Um, <laughs> As yeah. I always would do, yeah. Yeah, we were pretty consistent all the way through in the, in the run-up to it. And uh, yeah. no, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. So next round, Kamal Lard, or Laird, or however you pronounce Kamal it. Laird. yeah. Kamal Laird. Um, at home, again. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is the quarterfinals then? Yeah, so uh, quarterfinals, yeah. Uh, so Taffy went to watch them, as he always did. Uh, <laughs> they didn't give him a team sheet. They didn't. They didn't let him know who the players were. They'd, so he had to literally walk around the ground trying to find names. Um, and he came back to me and he said, they're rubbish. They couldn't have been the team that's got through to the quarterfinals of the Vars. They're just nowhere near it. And Taffy always used to tell you absolutely as it was. So I'm thinking, they, they must have just played a different side then. So they turned up and um, the team sheet came out and off the names that Brian had got, there was, I think, only one change. So we were it's like, well, I don't know, we could do this one as well. And this, this could be the one. And kind of, we, we dressed it up to the players that they were a really strong side. But it was probably the first time that we'd probably said something to them we didn't really believe. You know, we, we were always really honest with them. And, um, you know, we, we said they were really strong. But in our back of us, we're thinking, we've got a real good chance here. We, we won 3 0. 3-0 that day and uh, start off a little bit a little bit nervous like his court final of ours you're going to be a little bit nervy um, I think I scored quite early and then Shandor got Shandor got two um, one near the end um, with Kaney sent off if I remember correctly and they had a guy sent off um, which didn't help um, but you know other than that it was a it was a pretty standard win for us if I'm being very honest it's probably when I look back on the games that we played, it was probably the, the, the one that was the most comfortable. Right. And so by now, obviously, local press, more supporters are getting involved, as, as they would do with like, a little bit of success and everything else. How was that outside, even though you hadn't reached the, well, you had reached the semis, but how was that now um, with the players? How was that sort of affecting, was it affecting the players in, in terms of, because... You know, they're, open, they're reading the back of the paper, it's with, they've reached the semi-finals and everything else. Was there a sense of that, not pressure building, but was it that sort of outside pressure? Yeah, that's a, that's, that, was, you know, that was a really big lesson for me in football, to be fair. Um, was that in that lead up to the first leg, we, got, we, didn't, get, we didn't get carried away, but we, we, there was too much going on. You know, too many people coming into training and too many people talking to you about different things and not that there was crowds or anything like that but you sort of you the focus went away from the game a little bit for me and um 
yeah look in hindsight we we you know we weren't fully prepared for that game we didn't you know I think we felt that we were going to get there uh, and we just felt like it was two games to play before we got there rather than worrying about the opposition and what their strengths and weaknesses are you know we went into the Rawns game and I remember it was really windy really windy and uh, one sailed over young his head in the first half caught the wind and he and the lad bundled it in at the back stick then they got a second goal um, pitch was really dry and bobbly and windy. It was horrible. And then, and then um, they got a third. I remember when the third went in, and Taffy, Taffy, I was sitting. Uh, I'd come off injured by then, and Taffy said to me that that goal's effectively killed the game. That third, you know, that third goal. And uh, I was quite. I used to lean on Taffy, like I said, quite a lot. And when he said that, I'm thinking, oh no, we must be able to get back, something back from this. And then. Then they went through right at the end, and the lad, the lad missed. I can't remember young he saved it or he put it wide, but he missed it for four nil. And if that had gone in, we were done. There was no way back from that. But um, he didn't. He missed it. It was three nil. Um, and then we we um, went back for the second leg, um, and kind of cleared the decks. Really got everyone out of the way and put on two, three-hour training sessions, I think it was. I can remember losing the head with, we were playing side to side and I just wanted us to get it out wide and to cross it and we brought Nicky Holloway in and it was rapid down the side. We brought Ray Seekins in up front. I put Kaney in up front. Uh, Marshy was back from an injury. Um, so we, we made quite a lot of changes in that game. And, um, yeah, we, we got... We got to one nil at half time, I think it was. I can't remember whether it was one nil at half time or two nil at half time. I can't really remember. I think it was two nil at half time. Um, and it just felt like we were going to get there. And then we got that third one, and everyone was, you know, buzzing. It was three nil. We were level. Then we conceded a penalty, and then your earth come crashing down again. And the youngie saved it, and your earth, your earth was back spinning again. Um, and then and then we went into extra time and. And we won 5-3 and it was just the most amazing feeling knowing that you'd done it. Yeah. Um, and you know, some of the emotions that were shown that day by people were, were, just, were just lovely. And it was just, you know, I can remember Peter Brennan crying his eyes out, bless him. But he was just, so, he's an Aussie boy and he was just so proud of what we'd done. And, you know, Jot Lamont was just just smiling and not saying anything, but just smiling. John Milton was going mental. <laughs> you know, everybody was just going mental and it was, yeah, it was yeah. a great day. Really great day. Well, after all, obviously after the disappointment of the first round, so many, you know, everyone must have been so down. And even though you sort of had a belief that you could do it in the second leg, that, that, that emotional feeling of three nil down in the first, you know, in the first leg. And, and then obviously to get it to three and then that penalty save, that's when you sort of know, yeah. you know, and then the emotions start building up and then, you know, you get that fourth goal and, and, and the fifth and yeah. that whistle goes and that's it. You, you know, you, you're in the final. Yeah. I mean, like you say, the emotions must have been, must have been phenomenal. Yeah, it was, it was a, it was a really special feeling. That's for sure. You know, and uh, I think that what we, what we done as a group really well there was we, we, we kind of broke this, the second leg down into little parts of the game in, in at three thirties almost. And said, that, let's not worry about getting three. Let's worry about getting one here and one there and one there. And we broke it down that way. And um, we just wanted to get two goals by half-time. That's what we wanted. We wanted two goals by... I can't actually remember if we got one or two by half-time. I think we'd got two by half-time. Yeah. 
but I remember thinking, you know, that that was the way to probably plan it out and to, you know, set those targets for everybody. Um, and uh, yeah, we managed to do it and it was just a, a wonderful, wonderful feeling. But it was. Um, talk about your role, because you you're also obviously joint manager, but you was playing as well. So how did that, how, I mean, that's a hard job because I've done it. I've done that, that play and managing. And it was it, too difficult for me to, to manage and play at the same time. So I'm more focused yeah. on playing. But then at half time, you've got things to say. Yet you're focusing on your own game. How, how did you cope with that? How was that? Well, we had a kind of a strategy for it. So um, when, I, when I was appointed, um, I kind of knew very almost straight away that I needed help because I wanted to carry on playing. So I asked Cav to help me. Um, and then what we what we used to do was we kind of do the same thing every week. Really. I'd, I'd take all the stuff before the game uh, and get everything organised and you know, the team and everything else like that. And then um, Cav would come and do his bits and pieces at half-time with Taffy and I would chip in, I would chip in with my bit from the, from the pitch. Um, we'd go into every game kind of knowing what we felt would we would do if it weren't going right and we'd disagree all of that you know during the game and then the stuff during the week I you know I said most of the training because I was obviously doing all my coaching badges at the time um and and Phil Phil really just was was the one who could spend time with the individual while I was doing the you know the, the team and the, and the tactics etc so it worked quite well and, and I brought Taffy in as well purely because myself and Phil had never really done it before uh, and Taffy had been there and done it and you know his experience was was just so important and probably not recognised by many outside the changing room but let me tell you he'd done hundreds of miles looking at teams and you know he he was one who would always put his hand on my shoulder and push me down and stop me from you know saying things I probably shouldn't say and just using his experience to to mould us and and the team, you know. Put, put it this way: in the semi final, when we spoke in sorry, when we spoke about the final, uh, I always used to lead with stuff every game in the build up, etc. I, I let Taffy do a lot of that because he was just his experience was so important for us. And so after, so back to the semi final, you're in the final. After the relief and the excitement. How did you all prepare for the actual final itself? Because there's, obviously there's a few weeks gap, wasn't there? Obviously between, I think it must have been sort of March or beginning of April, all the way through until May. Yeah. So did you did you leave it for a while and just concentrate on the league, or did you sort of it was things start preparing? It was uh, it was probably the best and the worst time that I've had in football, if I'm being very honest. Um, it was the best because obviously we got there. Mm. It was the worst because you knew that you were going to have to leave players out that deserve to play. It was only two subs and, and a keeper sub. And we tried all sorts of ways to try and get around that, but we couldn't. Um, you had players who were in, um, poor C. Burgess got injured and pulled his hammy and couldn't, didn't make it. Uh, Kev Sheridan didn't get in the team and, and deserved to get in the team. You know, but every player deserved to get in the team, and it, it was it was it was a really tough, and it took a lot out of us, really, if we've been very honest, in terms of 
you know, you're building up massive friendships and you're, you're, you know, you're face to face with someone asking them to come and play for you at a football club. And then face to face, you're telling them they're not going to play in a, in a Wembley final. So that was really, really difficult. That was, um, the off the field stuff was, was, was mad. It was, um, you know, too much really it was difficult to get a handle on everything and as well as trying to do games too because it was Tuesday Saturday sometimes it was Tuesday Thursday Saturday then there was other things going on and things that things that you would never expect to be doing that you were doing you know trying to trying to coordinate 20 people to go and get suits was a joke you know little things like that when now, to, to coordinate 20 people today to go and get suits is, a, is really easy. <laughs> it's yeah. a WhatsApp message or it's a, a tweet. Yeah. Back then, it was just a joke. You know, it, it was a night, everything, everything took forever. And, uh, um, you know, the, up until probably two or three days before the final itself, everything was, for me, was an absolute nightmare. Um, and like I said, probably the best time because you knew you were getting there and you'd done what you, you set out to achieve. Um, but the worst time because you knew that you were dealing with lots of stuff that you didn't really have a lot of knowledge on um, and in the back of your mind always was this thing that you're going to be telling people they're not going to play yeah yeah must have been hard um, so the two days before the final obviously now you'll see that the, the, the most the build-ups out of the way or you know the press and everything else you you're obviously worried about the players who so you're going to leave out and everything else now you're sort of you get to the point where we're going to arrive at the, the hotel and everything else. So that sort of, that eases everything else now because you're in a, you're in a, a system where you, you, everything you plan for. Yeah. Yeah. We spent, the, we spent the night before, we'd spent the night before at um hotel in Letchworth. Um, and that was really, really good to do that. It was, we were all together. We'd had something to eat at the football club. Um, we then all went off to Letchworth. Um, we all sat together and we all just sat and talked and, you know, we were just socialising. And it was, it was really nice just to, just to be with everyone just before the final. And we got up in the morning and uh, got the coach from the football ground. And then they do the FA bars, like to do the FA Cup. So you got your police escort, uh, police escort from the hotel. We stopped off at a hotel on the A1. Then there was a police escort to take us into Wembley and uh, we had cameras with us and everything else like that. And, uh, you know, the the drive into Wembley itself and into the tunnel was was just brilliant. And uh, that was that was when you kind of forgot about everything that had happened previously and it was now just on this one game. Focus on that, yeah. So um, the game itself then, what, what can you remember? What, the, the memories of it? I, do you know what? I've been asked this so many times. What can I remember? I, there's, there's little things that I remember. I remember that if you were on the pitch side where the dugouts were, or the you know the, where the coaches yeah. were and the crowd were, it, you couldn't hear a thing. If you were on the other side of the pitch, it was like playing in a park. <laughs> there was just no noise over that side of the park. So they only opened up one side of Wembley. Yeah. So that was that was one thing I remember. Um, I, re, I remember I remember all the goals really really clearly. Um, and I remember, I remember thinking that there's, there's, I couldn't see us losing the game. Uh, any, when you play, sometimes you feel like the game's going away from you. Or like when we played this, I'm thinking we've got to do something really special here to get a result. 
I remember thinking during the game, we're not going to lose this. Just, I just couldn't see us losing the game. And, uh, and I think everyone had that feeling as well. It was just, it was just a really, really weird feeling. Um, obviously, Palms pulled his ammy really early, just after he scored, um, which, which kind of knocked things out of kilt a little bit. But we just kept on going. And, uh, you know, when you look back at some of the things that, you know, you, that, you, that you talk to players about over the years and they, they bring up little scenarios, whatever the scenario is, you instantly remember it. A lot. You know, you're lucky that you can remember it all. So, yeah, I remember quite a lot about the game. I remember the, the difference in noise levels. Remember the goals really well, and I remember having this feeling all the way through it that we were definitely going to win it. Yeah, and then the final whistle. <laughs> it's really weird actually, because when the final whistle went, the nearest person to me was Kaney, who I'd started the journey with. Right. So, because um, it was Kaney who obviously introduced yeah. and Pete who introduced me to to John. So as the whistle went, me and Kaney were next to each other, and uh, I can't repeat what was said, but. It, <laughs> Along the lines of, oh my God, we've done it, and yeah, uh, yeah. it was uh, oh, it was just a great, great moment when when the whistle went and just turning around and seeing everyone run on the pitch from the side, yeah, and, yeah. you know, and then going up the steps and getting the actual the actual cup was yeah. uh, just a brilliant feeling. Yeah, and then obviously the celebrations after, um, you know, because what I heard you stayed on the pitch for God knows how long, oh, and, and all the supporters are still there, and yeah. You know, and so obviously from that point, it was well. I'm surprised you can probably even remember after the celebration. Well, I remember the, the the in the change rooms after the game. I remember. I'm sure it was Wardy doing a somersault into the big bath. <laughs> um, I remember um, going into the they had a mezzanine bar that you went into after the game. I remember going into there and there was lots of people in there and chatting with them. But every everybody wanted to stay there to to you know, soak up that part of Wembley. But actually, everybody wanted to get back to Alsey. Right. And because and, uh, they knew that everyone was at Alsey. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a bit of a, you know, a bit of a funny one. So we, yeah. our, what, what I do remember is walking into the clubhouse with the, with the cup uh, and everybody just clapping and cheering and everybody just, it was everyone come together. It was brilliant. It was yeah. brilliant, brilliant yeah. night. And then obviously the morning after you had the you had the uh, the celebration the fun day parade and uh, all the rest of that. Did you have any sore heads? I mean, must have been sore heads. Yeah, I think the walk. I mean, the, we done the open tour bus and it it was uh, it was that was great fun. We were all on top of the bus and singing and joking and having our drinks and it was a lovely. That actually seemed to take forever because there was, you know, we're not, we're, you know, we're not Man United or Liverpool, so we're going oh, through right. some parts of the village and there's no one around. And you, <laughs> you driver put his foot down and we go a little bit further until some more people come. Um, but yeah, we. But then we went back in the afternoon and they done a big um, celebration on the on the pitch. I think Chilton Radio were there. I think it was Chilton Radio were there, and we had some presentations on the stage and yeah. things like that. And uh, that was that was a really good day. You know, there was lots of people around and um, it was just a chance for everyone just to get together yeah. and uh, talk so, about it. Well, obviously, by now, you've, you've probably won the league and you've just had to play out the last two or three games, I'd imagine. Did you, or was it, or had the season already no, finished? the season been done by then. We were done. Oh, okay. We won the bars and that was the last right. game. So, that was the last game. Season. So, from that point onwards then, obviously, for, to, to look to, towards the season after, obviously, yeah. you didn't think about, you weren't thinking about it then. Yeah. Um, but, what were there any preparations for the following season? Did you? I mean, how long did you stay at the club for? Because I don't know. 
Um, so I stayed the following season. We won the league again. Um, and we got knocked out of the bars really early, first game. Yeah, yeah. We got knocked so, out soon. I think Palms got sent off in that game. Um, we got knocked out 2 0 by Thamesmead, I think it was. And there was, uh, there was a lot of people at the game, and uh, we just, we were rubbish. We just, nowhere near it, and we got beat. But the period between the winning the cup final and then the pre season was pretty mad. We had lots of things going on where we got invited to different things and presentations. And remember pre season, the following, that after that cup final being really good we had a really good pre-season we you know we'd won the vars we we got some really good friendlies yeah. and we were really strong and we made i think we'd signed short time barry della by then a young lad from langford who was like a whippet so i was really excited to see him play and then uh yeah we just fell apart the first round in the mm. in the vars and it was a bit of an anti-climax after that i think i'm not sure but i think that the following year we ended up winning the league and then winning the hinchinbrook cup which we hadn't won for quite a few years so we still managed to get some some wins under the belt, but the the FA Vars was a real you know, lead balloon. Yeah. Second year. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm all out of questions. I mean, have you got anything to add at all? I mean, and if it, I mean, you spoke to some great memories there. No, it's um, nothing at all, really. It was just a it was just a brilliant experience. Glad I could share it with some really great people. They were uh, they were really good friends at the time and. Still really good friends. Um, I know that you know, no one, I don't think anyone from Bedfordshire has ever done it. Um, I know some have come close in over the last couple of years, Biggles Wade, etc., Dave Northfield. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, the, the selfish part of me doesn't want anyone else to do it. <laughs> I don't blame you at all. Uh, but, the, but the football person in me says it would be lovely for another club to experience it and experience what we went through because it will probably be. Ten times better now because of all the you know the social media and the exposure that it all gets, etc. Well, some wonderful words and memories there from Robbie O'Keefe. We'd like to thank him for his time, sharing his stories about the players and that Vars winning season. If you would like to see and read more memories of that season, you can buy our 25th anniversary review from our website at www.arlsytownfc.com. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed our first podcast.